You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You've heard of Calm, you've heard of Headspace. Now get ready for Seven Mind. We get a crash course from our guest in app acquisition and what you need to build a data stack from scratch. All this and more in episode 420. Welcome to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, as always, Peggy Ann Saltz, mobile analyst, tech consultant, senior writer at Forbes, and founder of Mobile Groove. And if you're relying on Excel sheets to run your business, which you might be because it does make sense, it's perfectly fine, but you might want to do something different, mix it up in 2021, up your game by setting up data analytics capabilities in-house. The upside is you have a stack that you can adapt to your company and campaign needs. The downside, of course, it can be a challenge, it can be expensive, it can be difficult to set up and manage. That's why we are getting a crash course in this. How can you build in-house marketing analytics? Who better to guide us step-by-step -step through the process than a mobile hero, of course. This is, after all, the feature show where we talk with mobile marketing experts. It's their daily job and it's their expertise that has earned them the title of mobile hero as chosen by Liftoff, a full-service mobile app marketing and retargeting platform. So continuing with our bi-weekly feature show and our look at how you can build this all in-house. My guest today is Head of Performance Marketing at Seven Mind. Seven Mind is one of the global leaders in mindfulness and meditation, and you're going to need focus to follow along, so it's a great match indeed. Marta Fogel, it's great to have you here on Mobile Presence. So I want to just dive right in there. Seven Mind, it says it's about transforming your mind into a powerful tool. So I'd just like to hear, you know, a little bit more about that. And, uh, probably how you're using it or enjoying it. Absolutely. Happy to be part of, of this podcast and happy to walk you through my morning routine and meditation. I'm a happy user of Seven Mind myself. We have a bunch of different courses, so go check it out. 800 different meditations tailored for different situations, so you might want to use it yourself. And it's about focus. I guess it helps you maybe focus. You did write the blog that you wrote. What was the inspiration for that, by the way, providing us a step-by-step -step guide in the first place? 
So essentially, when I joined Seven Mind two and a half years ago, I found myself being stuck at the situation where manual calculation and pulling out data into Excel spreadsheets uh, was my daily routine. And working earlier at another app where we had the entire BI department and the data um, at our disposal, I obviously got inspired to make Seven Mind data driven and bring the same system into into the game. Yeah, it was a little. Bit- Bit of a stretch, maybe, to run marketing、uh, the old way. So you had to do a new approach. Is that correct? Absolutely. So it also depends, obviously, on many different factors. If you have a small budget at your disposal, it is not that dramatic. And at the beginning, when I joined the company, our budget was quite small, so it was not too bad. But obviously, with time passing, we've increased the budget. We were scaling our campaigns, and obviously, the amount of、uh, work was growing as well. So this was definitely、uh, a requirement to bring AI as well and the data to, to basically improve the situation. So it makes sense, you know, you have to build a stack as you grow your company, have that flexibility, that adaptability. What about the other questions you need to ask yourself? Now you've written, as I said, and I'll tell our listeners later where they can find that blog. But you've written a really, I think, thorough checklist of questions you need to ask yourself. Ones I hadn't thought of. Let's walk through that. Can you tell me a little bit about the checklist? Maybe not all of them. Tons of questions there. Maybe give me top three to focus on. So the very first question is the budget, because there are many different tools out there. The second question、uh, I would say is whether you need real-time reporting. Obviously, if you have campaigns that are、um, that you run at a smaller spend budget spend, you might want to optimize the campaigns. Less regularly. However, if you're a big organization and you have the ambition also to grow, obviously you might want to optimize your campaigns as you launch them. I'd like to just step back a bit, Marta. What kind of products do I need? I mean, this is a stack, so I'm assuming there are components. What are the key components for people? Again, they're just starting out. What do they need to be looking at? What types of products? You have to ask yourself: What do you want to use your marketing stack primarily for? Is it for the acquisition, so basically everything performance marketing related? Is it for activation?、Uh, is it for retention? And this is again CRM comes into play. So perhaps you want to, or most likely you want to use it for all three of them. These are going to tell me the components I need to be buying. What about some questions as a growth marketer? I need to ask when, for example, I'm looking at my BI tools that I need. You know,、uh, we covered budget, but there's some other very interesting questions. I'm just reading here from your blog. You know, team size, the required license numbers, you know, data volume, and maybe some that you didn't put on the list. It all comes into the KPIs that you have to report on,、uh, and obviously you have to ask yourself then.、Um, What are the very basic questions you want to start building your stack with? Of course, in an ideal world, we want to have it all at once, but that's not how it works. It's a process, right? So I would recommend starting with very basic question. I don't know whether it's、uh, what is customer acquisition cost, what is CPI, CPM, and so on and so on. So these would be primary questions, I would say. Moving forward, you might want to also focus on LTV.、Uh, 
as it's a very important metric as well for the organization and obviously later on retention wise. So that you also realize how much you can spend and what are the, the, the costs you have to, and metrics you have to stick to. Some people are going to be saying, I have to start off the bat, you know, from scratch. Um, and others have data. Um, I don't know which situation you had, but what are some of the tools that you have to start with if you don't have anything there at all? In our case, we had the data and we had the naming convention. However, it was still uh, too tricky, let's say, or maybe uh, time-consuming is a better expression to put it, to retrieve the data. So we have decided basically to start from scratch, come up with an optimized naming convention that will basically be self-explanatory to everyone, uh, also make it universal across different departments and take advantage of it. So this is really important. I don't want to understate this. This is what I found very interesting. It is super important to get the naming convention right. I mean, what does it need to contain? Since it's so critical to get right, you know, you need to have all of the, um, the pieces to understand what it was you did, what regions, all of that. I mean, what is it that you need to bake in to naming conventions to get them right? So here again, we are coming into these cross-department discussions as the naming convention will be used and will be visible to everyone, uh, whoever uses this data visualization tool, right? I would always recommend to start at the very top. So what is the most generic parameter you want to focus on? As you can always filter and group your parameters, it's very important to start at the very beginning, at the very generic one, and always go into details. And obviously, um, this is also what I've realized being a so-called a project manager for this tool. Every single department has different needs as we all do different things. So it's not possible to come up with all case scenarios that you can imagine. Let's say right now you are launching an influencer marketing campaign and who knows what else is going to happen in the future. I mean, mobile industry is ever evolving, so there might be things that we can't even imagine at the moment. So the good thing is you can always add, but the bad thing is you can never change once the data is injected into into the backend and it will be displayed at your and your tool right so we mm -hmm. have to make sure that we uh, come up with parameters we use on a daily basis and that will help us optimize our campaigns so, so give me some examples of those parameters obviously there's going to be tons of them they're going to be different depending on the company the app whatever but you know is there a rule of thumb here in our case we we came up actually to make it also easier for from the user perspective, we came up with a department has different parameters at their disposals. Then obviously it is a channel, so networks, and here you can obviously think about all networks that are out there. And here again, maybe there is a, back then maybe there was no TikTok, and then you have to, there you go, add TikTok into, into this naming convention, right? So we have channels, we have different media that we use, we have different campaigns, then we have optimization objectives, we have geos, and so on and so on. I think our parameter list is, I don't exactly remember how many parameters it has, but it's a lot. And then you also have to ask yourself, is it absolutely critical for me to have this parameter included? 
because obviously as you continue you might have parameters that are not necessarily making your work easier in terms of optim optimization but might actually create some commotion or mess and uh, might be even maybe disturbing for your uh, analysis mm -hmm. So I would definitely recommend double and triple thinking this because at the end of the day, whatever is injected, uh, you can't get rid of it unless uh, manually, but again, it's a lot of work. You're speaking from experience. I'm just curious, you know, um, unpack that for me a little bit. You know, did you get to the point where you had so many parameters you were drowning in them because you said it's a mess, you have to do it manually. I take it you're speaking from experience here. Yeah, absolutely. So there are parameters that I've actually realized that I might not necessarily use anymore. So the good thing is we came up also with our own attribution tool. Uh, mm -hmm. There is another reason why we, why we had to do that, mostly because of distinct user journeys that we are running. We have both web and mobile. And obviously, again, here we have to come up with two uh, different, uh, let's say, uh, parameter sets. But essentially, I've realized that some parameters are not maybe necessarily used uh, that frequently. And even if they are, they are not really helpful in my optimization. So I just stopped using them. And, and uh, yeah, so um, in our case, it's easy. We don't have to use all of them, obviously. But uh, it was, uh, at the end of the day, it's always uh, learning by doing. Uh, and of course, we had also some uh, support um, uh, from, for instance, Thomas Petit, who was uh, consulting us here. And he has also a bunch of experiences from uh, many different players. So uh, that was definitely uh, great to have him uh, consult us on this. Um, yeah, but again, um, at the end of the day, there are many different um, scenarios that you could run. And obviously, it's inevitable to make mistakes, I think. But again, you're getting wiser with experience, so why not? Exactly. You do get wiser from the experience. I love the fact that you're sharing your experiences here because people have to do this. They have to start somewhere. They have to learn from experts such as yourself. And we do have to go to break for just a moment, Marta. But when we get back, we'll be talking about how you increased your installs 2x nearly two months. Quite a feat. We'll find out more after the break, so don't go away. We'll be right back. Mobile Presence, sponsored by CleverTap, a leading engagement and retention platform, will be back after this message. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. TopSEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. 
Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on wmr.fm. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Sauls. And we're back to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ansaltz. We have Marta Fogel. She is head of performance marketing at Seven Mind. And Marta, before the break, we got down a little bit in the weeds, but I think nonetheless very helpful talking about, you know, all the questions you need to be asking yourself to be a data-driven company, to build the data stack. You have been able to achieve a goal. I want to note doubling your installs, so 2x growth, in nearly two months. What is the approach that allowed you to achieve this? Absolutely, so here in this case, we have experienced the exponential growth several times. Obviously, um, at the beginning of, of, of the pandemic, everyone was feeling uncertain, everyone was feeling stressed, so we have leveraged the momentum, so to say, and we have experienced this exponential growth. Again, we came together as a team and we created a tailored content content for our users, not only for our users, but also for people who are just getting started with meditation. At the moment, we have a premium and premium content. Uh, so we have unlocked the crisis content, as we called it, back then for everyone to help uh, ease the stress and maybe get grounded. So we have created a great retention campaigns and also so basically acquisition and retention teams came together. We have mm -hmm. created a great campaign. We have launched it and it was possible to leverage the momentum. So part of it was content, customized content for maybe specific user journeys. What else about it? Did you have some sort of awesome creative or uh, uh, anything else that allowed you to achieve this? Because that is exponential growth. One thing is you've got organics coming in, but you're keeping them. That's the trick. We have also created uh, dedicated um, sessions, live meditations for our users. So we wanted also to get in touch with our users and show them the real face uh, that is behind our uh, wonderful course selection. So my dear colleague Anna was uh, running live meditations two weeks straight every single day. Um, and we definitely, this community building uh, has happened. And obviously, uh, this is also what I said or what I wrote in the blog, but having this emotional connection with your product and with the users is what making the app sticky. Uh, so I would definitely recommend uh, for everyone else out there to use emotions in a wise way, obviously. Uh, to connect with the with the users, and um, here I have to also add um, uh, that uh, in our case, obviously we have created, we have gone maybe more in the illustration slash animation direction, also to visualize the content and the situations, and obviously also uh, copy was was a good company as well that was tailored for different user segments. Mm -hmm. So I like that you got content connection 
community, a lot going on there, again, to achieve that growth. Speaking of achievements, you are a mobile hero. What do you think is your, is your superpower as a mobile hero? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I think that being a woman, I, I have a good empathy skills. And I think also um, this is also maybe due to, to the courses we have in the app. And uh, obviously, that's something uh, that you're born with, but you should also train. So I would say that um, empathy is definitely my superpower, being able to also synthesize. And, and yeah, I, I consider it my superpower. Okay. All right. So Given those superpowers, um, best achievement, what are you the most proud that you've achieved? Is it this 2x in nearly two months or maybe it's something else? No, I don't think that uh, this, this is my biggest achievement because I consider it a team achievement. We have definitely worked hard on this. Um, but I, I would say here that uh, we run a lot of different campaigns targeted to different user segments. As I've mentioned, we have unique uh, offers for students. We have unique offers for uh, for people who want to uh, reduce stress and so on, and coming up with a tailored messaging and acquiring users through these different segments is something that uh, requires a lot of attention to details, uh, also in terms of creative production and, and, and uh, syncing with, with your um, creative team as well. So I would say that uh, keeping up uh, the pace is, is something that I'm most proud of, let's say. Okay, in a nutshell, what skills do marketers need to succeed? So I always um, consider performance marketer role to have three dimensions. One dimension is the technical dimension, because obviously you have to work closely with, with the developers, uh, with both front-end and back-end teams. So this is uh, the very first uh, talent you must have to understand the developers and to have a common language. The second part is the creative part, because obviously you have to come up with the messaging to uh, target different user segments and so on. And for each of these demographics, you have to create a compelling story, right? So this is the second dimension and the third one is obviously the, the analytical part because you have to optimize your work you have to optimize your campaigns uh, so these are the three components let's say or elements or talents you should have if you want to be in UA. That's really helpful you love reading we talked in prep you love reading books about startups just curious um, who is your favorite startup who do you admire? My favorite startup hmm, that's a good question um, I would say that there are a lot of uh, great start startups out there uh, in sustainability uh, that I think that are doing great job and, and uh, doing good stuff. I really like Ecosia. I think um, uh, that uh, planting trees while uh, using your search engine is a brilliant idea. And I, I love the yeah. fact that so many other uh, startups and companies want, want to uh, reduce their carbon footprint. And I think this is the future uh, the future for our planet. So any startup that is doing something in, in uh, sustainability, I'm a fan of. You look at startups, you see the ones that are interesting to you. Is that part of your ambition? I mean, maybe starting one yourself, maybe advising, who knows? Yes. So I've uh, actually this month I've started advising uh, startups are also uh, others who, who are seeking advice uh, in, in uh, marketing. Um, so definitely, uh, yeah, I, this is the focus for this year to also bring back to the community and, and to everyone who is in need of, I don't know, changing careers and so on. Uh, and who knows what the future holds? Uh, we never know, right? 
Absolutely. And it's such a great way to sort of close the loop here. We talked about your life in marketing, what you do, your focus, your talents, and then, hey, going forward, giving back, giving that advice to other startups and helping them out. It's all about sustainability for you, isn't it? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. How can our listeners stay in touch with you? Maybe they have some great ideas they want to discuss, hear what you have to say. As you said, you're advising some startups. Maybe there's a sustainability focused company out there wants to get in touch what's the best way absolutely so you can always reach out to me uh, on linkedin i'm quite active there and again the blog i let i just outlined the foundation there of building the marketing stack and uh, obviously there's so much more to it uh, the, the kpis laying down kpis and so down and so on so uh, i would say uh, go check it out uh, and if you have questions or if there's anything else i can uh, help with or support just Uh, shoot me a message. That is very kind. You've been sharing your expertise, sharing your ideas. And again, that blog, you can find it over at heroes.liftoff.io. In fact, that's the place you can go to read up about Marta or any of the other mobile heroes in the series. And you can check out this and all earlier episodes of the show by going to wmr.fm or you can find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio simply by searching mobile presence. So until next time, remember, every minute is mobile, so make every minute count. Keep well, stay safe, and we'll see you soon. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.